Well, hello there, and welcome to a new episode of this podcast. Today's guest is a dear friend of mine, Mr. Dan Manderfeld. We met a long time ago in Mankato, Minnesota, and have been on many adventures uh, ever since. He is uh, honestly one of the greatest people I have ever met. He's he's a real one, the real deal, hun, Uh, the burger to my bread bun, the fire to my son. And uh, perhaps the future father to my son. Uh, Dan is the man of the hour, and he's with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Today's topics include, uh, among other things, his life in California, the polarization of American politics, culture, fashion, and uh, semen retention. So uh, we've got a good one for you. Just sit back and relax, enjoy the show, and here we go. Yeah, it's like Norway's Mankato. Except they had the Olympics once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so nothing, uh, nothing special. But it's nice, man. It's nice. Um, I like the, um, you know, I, I, I think the environment up here changes my mental state compared to like living in a big city, crammed up with a lot of other people. I mean, you've, you've been to my apartment. You've seen it. It's. Uh, it's small, it's tiny, it's mm-hmm. in the middle of the city, so there's a lot of noise outside, always a lot of people. And now I live um, basically basically like out in the country compared to um, the way I lived in Oslo. And I, it really changes my mind. It really changes my mental state on a daily basis. Like just seeing nature, just seeing trees everywhere instead of people, you know. It's, uh, yeah, it really does something to you. Talking about trees. How many, people, how many people live there? Oh, not many. I mean, uh, I'm wondering if there's a TV show my mom watches, and that's why I know about Lily Hammer. Yeah, that's irrelevant. I'll ask her later. That's probably right. There is. Yeah, with uh, okay. I think he's uh, a guitar player <laughs> or a drummer in the E Street Band with the uh, Bruce Springsteen. He also played in the uh, Sopranos. Um, Stephen Van Sant or something. Yeah, something like that. Here, I'll ask you. She'll be awake. Yeah. Um, you were talking about trees. Yeah, I was... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah uh, talking about trees. I mean, uh, you moved to California. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Coastal Redwoods. I work right in them, actually. Are you... Uh, did you go back Pretty to crazy. the, uh, to the uh, job that you got fired from when you were working in uh, California? Or was that California? No? No, no. Yeah, that was in California. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I got a way different job now. I uh, I build, help build, build components for do a bunch of random stuff for a company that builds experimental electric airplanes. So. Oh wow. Full aerospace action these days, yeah. And to keep it secret, the CEO bought a quarry, like an old cement quarry, that was decommissioned near his house, which is in Bonnie Dune in the Redwoods. Um. So that yeah, they can keep it secret. Oh Pretty wow! Interesting. So you're uh, working on something mm-hmm. uh, highly confidential. Kind of, not so much anymore. I mean, you could look it up and see what it looks like now. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. How did you? Uh, when did this happen? Like, when did you move uh, to California? Um, March, March of this year. So about five or six months. So far. Do you like it? It's been pretty spicy. Yeah, I, I really do. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's. You know, I'm like a hometown boy, so it's been a little harder. But uh, no, I like it a lot. Like you said, the environment here is so much better. My goodness, mm. uh, 
good weather and lots of stuff to do so yeah it's probably way different uh especially around march than uh than minnesota huh oh yeah yeah oh yeah it's always like at least six feet here nice. never really changes much because it's right by the coast but mm. oh it's also kind of very it's got a town feel but there's way too many people so i feel you about the city mm. aspect traffic all the time oh and yeah. i'm not a fan but what are you gonna do yeah i can see that it's like world famous isn't it or i mean you you don't live in la right but no, no no okay cruise central by san francisco nice i mean it sounds like you're uh, living the dream how did uh how did this happen like what how was the uh yeah how did you get the job uh, um i mean you know like i got fired as you know haha <laughs> 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 a lot of people ask me for that one, but um so i went back to school uh for mechatronics engineering technology um you know worked on a lot of like random ass shit um And yeah, applied and yeah, they liked me. So hmm. a lot more of it was like a cultural fit than me being like some nuts tech. They just wanted people who would like to do stuff outside too. They do. So I see. I see. So Everyone did you, mountain bikes and shirts and stuff. So did you, uh, did you like get a bachelor's degree or something? I mean, uh, associate. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm not an engineer. I'm just tech. I build the stuff nice. the engineers give me. Nice. Someday though, someday we'll be making it. All right. Pays good. Yeah, but not for here. All right. Not for here. Yeah. I, mean, I can barely, uh, barely find. It's still hard to find spots to live because, because of the work remote thing. Um, San Francisco is only like an hour away ish, and it's all the San Francisco people were like, "Let's move to the country," and so they all came to Santa Cruz, and they all have like buku bucks, you know. Hmm. So. I see. So it's hard to like save But, money and go back to Mankato and just live like a king. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. I could do that. All right. But all right. no, I don't make that kind of. I don't make that kind of money. But good. Better than I've ever made before. That's for sure. All right. Sounds good. Well, I'm happy for you, man. It's. Uh, Thank I you. Think Thank you. you uh, I mean, you've always had like interesting jobs, in in my opinion. But I think you you deserve a good job. You know, you're a smart guy and uh, you're a good guy, educated guy, and uh, yeah, I wish you all the best. I wish I could. Um, Thank you. I wish I could uh, come and visit. I mean, you know, it's interesting. Like, you totally can. Well, yeah, I can. Of course, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's well, holding me back, right? Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Um, I've been fantasizing several times, just like about going back to Mankato without telling anyone. Just renting a car and just like driving around for a couple of weeks, and if I see someone, I'll say hi and then just keep on yeah. driving <laughs> or something. Like, I know it's a weird, weird uh, fantasy, but you know it's something. I don't know. It's a fantasy of mine. But I'm glad I know that you uh, live in uh, California now, so I won't make a surprise visit to Mankato while you're there. Of course. Oh, you can let me know. Right. And I can go back. Right. I mean, is this is this? Um, do you feel like you you've uh, lived in California since March? Do you feel like this is a temporary thing? Yes and no. I mean, weird. It's weird thinking about the future. I've never like had a job where I've had to think about the future, and it's always weird, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens with the job mainly because 
can't really much be here without uh, being stable. But so something weird about my job is like, like I said, the quarry, there's the quarry we work in that's like under a weird deal where it's like supposed to be naturalized, like returned back to its natural state as much as possible, you know? And that's why they got a good deal on it. It's obviously cement plants aren't the cleanest. Um, dumping chemicals into the waterways, whatnot. Um, and so a lot of the companies like moving around a lot of different places um, that are opening bigger facilities. And so testing and R&D is going to stay in the quarry and everyone else is going to have to move away from Santa Cruz. And so if I can stay on testing, I'll stay in Santa Cruz. Um, we'll see. Hmm. Hmm. It's a very, very competitive area, unfortunately. Right. A lot of uh, tech guys, tech companies, stuff like that. Kind of, yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot more like, how do I put it? Like, a, it's not quite like San Francisco. It's a, it's kind of locked in in its size. It's like Berkeley, sort of. Um, so there's not much more building happening, and so a lot of people will buy their houses and then just keep them. You know. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So there's just always less and less space because there's not really many two-story buildings here. Mm, I see. Okay. Well, that sucks. I mean, for you, thinking like rent-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for me. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> for those people, I'm happy for them. Right. Yeah, because when you said that, you know, I, you know, talking about the future for you and uh, the fact that you said that you, you, you have a, an associate uh, degree you now moved to california to a pretty like the best job you've had like pay wise so you're doing pretty good but talking about the future is like you're not so sure and that's like i feel <laughs> that's very symptomatic of you as a person isn't it like um you <laughs> i mean because um You've, you are one of the people, one of the most independent, striving always to be independent people that I know in terms of not subscribing to unnecessary things, not buying unnecessary things, not like trying to keep the bills as low as possible and not really engaging in that much, if that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Trying to stay bill free and stress-free basically right and yeah but now you're pretty like you're pretty locked in you made a big move you moved to california you got a big uh big job great job and and maybe some student loans i don't know maybe no yeah okay so you're still you're still that guy i did community college yeah yeah for now for now i'll have to go back eventually all right i mean it's not surprising you've never had that right what student loan oh yeah i have i you know i have like a hundred thousand dollars yeah i mean it sucks but that's life even for a norwegian i mean because i (coughs) sorry i uh well as you know uh i dropped out from uh college in the u.s so that cost Mm -hmm. me a lot of money um and that's sort of uh, part of the loan that I have with the Norwegian government. And um, and yeah, and when I got back, I started uh, a stupid, stupid choice, a degree in marketing. 
And I just realized like, no, this is not me. This is not me. And I had a business with uh, some friends of mine that was going pretty good. Um, so I dropped out, took a chance, got burned and owed some more money. And now I started a degree in psychology here in Lillehammer on my second year. And it turns out that, well, it's kind of unnecessary, maybe a little bit hard to explain, but essentially if you, I mean, you get a scholarship and a loan from the government if you want. And if you finish your degree, 40% of the loan will be come a scholarship. But if you have um, a fortune above a certain level or you make more than, say, about $20,000 a year doing like part time mm -hmm. jobs, then you won't get that loan um made into a scholarship so you know i'm essentially like i'm losing about uh, say between 20 and uh thirty thousand dollars just because i already have some money or because i already had a full-time job while while studying so so that sucks but you know okay. it's it's a uh, like it's life it's not that bad. I'm not like struggling, yeah. so can't mm -hmm. complain. Can't complain. But yeah, I have student loans. Yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah, I just got, I actually weirdly got lucky. I mean, I didn't think so at the time, but um, my brother went to school before me and uh, my parents co-signed on his, like I don't know how any of this stuff works, but they signed on his student loans, co-signers or whatever. Um, and so when I went to Augsburg, which I dropped out of, <laughs> um, I actually found like I could pay for, I could get loans for one semester. But then when it came to the second one, um, my parents' credit wasn't good enough to co-sign onto my student loans. Uh, so I couldn't actually pay. And then that's why I ended up doing conservation cores because they had an education grant. So then I paid off those student loans. Um, and then there's like a government deal with community colleges. If they're like trade schools, whatever. Um, and yeah. So it only ended up being like the classes are only like a thousand dollars each or something, and hmm. um, so my financial aid covered it. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad uh, everything's going good for you. It's uh, you deserve it. You deserve it. That's that's what I think. And um, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Things things can go sour quickly and have many times. So. <laughs> you know how it is. They have before, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, that's life. You seem pretty, too. pretty uh, like established now, though. Pretty adult. You seem like kind of yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing me. You're seeing me all season and stuff just because I'm seeing you again. I mean, it's pretty. <laughs> I feel normal most of the time, but I haven't talked to you in forever, so I'm way happy. <laughs> Anything you ask me, I'll probably be smiling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm happy to see you too. I mean, I wish you could have been here, you know, but uh, or I could have been there, but that's that's what it is. That's what it is. Next year. Next year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, we were gonna go interrailing this summer, but then this fucking Corona bullshit changed that whole mm -hmm. thing. I mean, we were gonna go interrailing through Europe and and maybe check out some um, some soccer games for the European Championship because that was also this summer. So that would have been fun, but no, God said no. 
um <laughs> so so that sucks but then you know then again we get to maybe save up some more money for next year right so that's great mm-hmm. that's great plan better plan. yeah mm-hmm. i mean really like the last time when we went to uh to paris and stonehenge and london and all that that was that was wild that was crazy that was one of the best vacations i've ever had that story also i always felt too funny just i remember getting that message and i was like what yes let's go (laughs) (laughs) i was at makerspace and i remember looking at my phone you're like you want to go to stonehenge these days and i was like i actually can what the hell (laughs) (laughs) out of the blue that's the way it's supposed to be that's the way it's supposed to be honestly though yeah spontaneous like that and it was perfect too because uh was that like right after you got fired from your uh awesome mm-hmm. job yeah why don't you uh yeah th- thank you thank you for reminding me <laughs> <that> one, <though. laughs> just thought i'd bring it up uh why don't you tell that story again because you had a really interesting job with a lot of uh applicants oh yeah yeah um okay yeah i mean I told it enough it doesn't hurt anymore <laughs> <laughs> no but <laughs> yeah i finished um like I said, I did uh, Conservation Corps, Minnesota, um, chopping trees, uh, burning bush to uh, pay off my student loan debt because, you know, I uh, family has a problem with that kind of stuff. Our brains are just not wired for it. Um, and, yeah, I ended up doing disaster uh, to get out of my feet being wet all the time. So I went to Houston, did that. that. That was good on my resume. So met a guy. Um, while we were doing decon, you know, bleaching our stuff because we had black mold all over everything. He was from Washington. He was like, dude, there's a job where you can live in the woods for half a year, no phones, no nothing, living in a tent. And I was like, what the fuck is that about? Um, didn't really think about it. You know, I had some hardships in my life emotionally. And I was like, I got to get the hell out of here. You know, <laughs> uh, figured I'd put my name in the hat. Um, yeah, I was one in like 5,000 or something. Ended up getting the job doing backcountry trails. Um, then they put you in another roulette for all the backcountry parks. And I ended up getting Yosemite, which is like really lucky. Um, yeah, loved the job. It was an ass kicking, but, uh, it was gorgeous. Um, uh, you know, then, uh, <laughs> 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 you're in the woods with people for long enough, you know, it's like being on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, ended up a good way of saying this, you know, um, uh, getting entangled with a coworker. Physically and, uh, entangled. That was against yeah. the rules. Yeah. Physically <laughs> entangled. Literally. Uh, and that was against the rules. Uh, people didn't like that. So, uh, yeah. Unceremoniously hmm. got kicked out of the woods. Hmm. Had to hike all my shit out, catch a train. It's hitchhike a little bit and catch a train. It's uh, I mean, it's interesting. Why was that? Why was it illegal? You think? I mean, how many people were you? Six, seven, something? Uh, thirteen. Thirteen in total. I mean, with the crew, with twelve of us, and then one uh, crew lead. Um, and there's a good reason for it. I mean, it never usually we got laughed at even more because um, that happens on every crew, and everyone thought it was weird that yeah, somebody got fired for it on ours because that just happens, but. Um, I think it was just they didn't like me. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but 
And the reason the reason the rules in place is because um, people get pregnant, and what do you do? Oh yeah, that's on your right. way out. That's right. People get pregnant. Jesus, yeah. Hmm. I hadn't thought about that, you know. But then someone mentioned that that had happened a lot in the past, and so. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Right. That's one of the few jobs. It ended up being for the better, though. Yeah, you I think so? Know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I always wanted to use my brain. Yeah. Uh, instead of just doing manual labor, so kind of forced me to do that instead. Yeah. Lived at home for two years, bit the bullet. I would say uh, you're saying one of the few jobs that. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the few jobs where you're like, where it's illegal to fuck your coworker, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of a sexual freedom that everyone should be able to have, and now because, well, essentially because you can't buy. Uh, Condoms in the forest. It's no, no, yep. no, no. Exactly. So exactly. That's yeah. It's interesting. But yeah. yeah, I mean, your your brain muscles are way better than your physical abilities. I would say. I mean, although you're a pretty you strong, uh, you're a pretty strong man. <laughs> but you know, I'm not the most athletic, but yeah. But your brain is uh, superior to your physical abilities. Mm-hmm. I mean, your your uh, hip and thrust muscles, I mean, those are oh my those God. are great. But I mean, you know, that's that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. So, you know. But <laughs> oh anyways. <laughs> but um but I mean, do you still now that you've lived in California for whatever, 6 months, almost 6 months? Do you mm-hmm. still keep in touch with people back in Mankato? Do you still know what Joe Flannery or AJ or Yaya or anyone like that? Do you know what they're doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of. I've kind of kept in touch. Um, but also not, you know, everyone, everyone, you know, we're all like, um, like mid-20s, you know, establishing ourselves as adults. Uh, haven't kept in touch as much, but. Every once in a while. Hmm. Um, I went home a little bit recently. Um, but eh, not like <clears throat> I would have expected. Maybe like I would have expected. I don't know. But hmm. I don't know. It's just because everything stays the same. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Because it's uh, it's like you said, we're we're all in our mid-twenties, although I don't live in Mankato anymore. I'm still in my mid-twenties. And uh, it's an interesting uh-huh. time to see to see uh, your friends because there is so many different paths to take and uh, it's really uh, you know some people they don't grow up at all and it's just so obvious you know so obvious that you know you can look at a person maybe even a friend or a person who used to be a friend who now took a different choice in life and you know it's impossible to be for a grown man to be a friend with a boy who refuses to be a grown man after a while. And uh, you also probably have friends who are married and have kids. Uh, so it's interesting because some people choose Not to... Not yet. Be... Really? Yeah, I know, right? Huh. What's that about? I mean, I know people, but I know a lot of people. But... Yeah. My brother just, have, uh, just bought a house that no kids. Huh. Good for him. But I mean, you you would think... In a place like Mankato, that there were a lot of people who got pregnant early, maybe. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Settle down early. Yeah. 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 I, like I said, less than I think, but we're still young. Huh. Well, it is. It is a. So that's coming. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. Literally, it's coming. Uh. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. I'd say you know it seems to be a, a international problem as well. Actually, the the whole not getting pregnant thing. You know, in some countries, it's actually one of the greatest like uh, problems that they have. Like Japan, for instance, is a huge problem, uh, and it's also a problem that's been talked about in Norway as well, and I assume in in uh, in America as well. Well, maybe I don't know about America, but I know Germany. Germany definitely. It's a problem in Germany. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. There's a big taboo against having more than two children. Um, weirdly, if you have three kids, you're kind of ostracized. So I've heard. Um, uh, long time ago in high school, I dated a girl whose parents were from Germany, and they had twins for their second kid. Um, so like not planned, and it was like really frowned upon. Uh, why I couldn't tell you, but hmm. well, it's so if everyone's only having two kids, then you're just replacing. So then when people decide not to, then you're losing, right? Right. Like, on the total. Right. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, over overpopulation is a known global issue. And also this whole carbon footprint thing. Like, of course, a baby is not the most uh, environmental thing you can bring forth to the world. So maybe something like that. I mean... That's the only reason for why I can see like a reason to sort of shame people with three or more kids, but I don't really see a reason to do that. I think it's just personal choice, really. Everyone, I mean, people yeah. should be able to have twenty kids if they want to, and that's mm -hmm. my opinion. Like, that's just a freedom. But um, I mean, another thing that I wanted to ask you. Because um seems like there's uh just from you know watching the news last year or so, seems like America is in a bit of a different uh situation or state than when I lived there. Um things have changed, obviously because corona, you know, vaxxers versus anti vaxxers. Antifa and the Proud Boys, Donald Trump versus Biden. There's a lot of polarization and uh, seems like, you know, even I've, I've read some states, I forget which one it was, but some states even paid people to uh, come in and take their vaccine. And uh, yep. no, one that, yeah. no one showed up. It was still empty. You know, there was no line, no nothing. So, mm -hmm. so... So what do you think? How has uh, how has Corona affected you? Uh, me personally, I mean, all last year, um, I lived at home, and my mom cleans houses, so <clears throat> she like works a lot of like older people, um, and so since I was in contact with her, she was in contact with those people. I couldn't really hang out with anybody in good faith, you know, that could indirectly be killing old ladies, but uh, that kind of affected me a lot. I'm a pretty social person, not being able to see anybody hard, but um, then uh, not as much as other people now, because really lucky the company I'm at has like um, 
on-site testing and we get tested every other day or every day if we want to. So we, we can all work on-site. I'd have to wear masks all the time, which is fine, but we don't have AC, so it's uncomfortable, but I'm not anti-mask or anything. Um, it's fine. But, yeah, other than that, not much. But seeing all the discourse about it is, I mean, weirdly no less troubling than I was already about things happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Makes sense. Last year. I mean, I know you get a good kick out of watching American politics. Well, yeah. It's probably yeah. all Europeans, too. <laughs> it's like, it's almost like entertainment, you know? In yeah, a way. It's like the arena, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Circus and bread. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's uh, yeah, it's in a way, it's like watching history unfold. Um, that's what's always interesting about America. It's such a, such a, a vital like it has such a strong history and it's such a at least used to be a superpower and the world leaders so everyone in the west and especially europe just will look to america for for guidance or for entertainment you know (laughs) so um and, and i mean it's still it's still undoubtedly the biggest like culture machine or culture uh capital if you can call the whole country a capital of the world because you know in terms of sport in terms of athletes and art you know comedians music everything is from america so so it still has a lot of cultural influence i would say but it's it's political influence is kind of uh yeah slowing down at least so what do you think about talking about politics I mean usually I'm not that interested in politics not even like Norwegian local politics sadly Um, although I know I should be you know Um, Mm. but what do you think about this whole uh, getting out of Afghanistan thing this whole crisis man I don't know I I'm also like you. I don't pay too much attention because here there's not much we can do, even though they tell us we can. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's always going to be a crisis getting out, uh, but that's, we should still be getting out, I think. Um, I don't know. Yeah. been a bad, bad decision for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, under the shroud of whatever they were shrouding it as, really just protecting oil fields, no different than World War II. Yeah. First thing people rush to is, they protect the oil supply. And that was why the war was in Africa and World War II, same thing. Uh, but yeah, we definitely caused more problems than good. Mm. So probably better to get out. Yeah. Something we've been promised for like a long, long time, getting out. <laughs> but, yeah. And it's also like, you know, we talk about like defending or guarding uh, oil fields and oil rigs and whatnot. But it's also interesting that there's videos online of um, American military um, guarding uh, opium fields. Oh, yeah. Which is interesting because you have an opium epidemic uh, in your country and uh, 94% of all opium comes from Afghanistan, which is insane. That means that essentially... Essentially, it means that Afghanistan is the producer 
almost like a monopoly producer of opium. And what yep. country has the biggest problem with opium? Well, that's America. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that, I think that was partially true of Vietnam as well. Uh, they had some uh, research. I don't know if it was opium at the time. Uh, it might have been. Um, yeah, same thing. Uh, best description I've heard is that uh, of the way like the narrative is manipulated really well by the U.S. is they call it spreading peace. But spreading peace just means waging war. Just uh, a <laughs> double speak way of saying, you know, right. we're bringing peace. <laughs> really, it has to do with assets. Yeah, we're bringing Always. peace by making sure that we have all the assets and no one can fight us for the assets. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's uh, that you can't actually leverage these assets. I mean, it's just yeah, it's it's so dumb because it's just obviously just lies and lies and lies and just a waste of money. I mean, things like that is. I mean, of course, this is American politics, but I feel like it just it just uh, makes me. It. I don't know. It it just makes politics seem uh, so so unnecessary to get involved in because just like you said, like what can you do? Uh, and I mean, it's obviously that even though it doesn't matter who is president let's say, because Joe Biden is not the person deciding to go to war. I mean, this is other people, obviously. Um, Which is why almost all presidents go to war. But, yeah, that's a whole different story. Presidents don't have power. Yeah, presidents don't have power. Exactly. They're just like an actor or a symbol representative, almost, you know. It's, it's election simpler to, uh, you know, just focus on one person than on a million different things. And so they make it seem as though, you know, just imagine how much confidential information that they don't have before they start the job. And then they do start the job and are expected to make decisions on it. I can't even imagine. Yeah. You know, I'm like a not very wild company. Um, you know, it's not even doing anything malicious and the amount of, protected information is uh, unbelievable. I can't imagine when it comes to whatever a whole country has to deal with and hide and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Get that all on your plate right away would be with God. It's insane. And I, I actually think that, you know, there's, I don't think, uh, say, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, George Bush, and Donald Trump, I don't think they know that much either. I, I mean, I, I really, I think they're just like the fall guy, you know, in many ways. Like, uh, they don't get all the sensitive information. I think there is people, obviously, you know, like uh, intelligence agencies and uh, the war, uh, you know, the the big war guys, the people who produce guns and weapons and bombs. I mean, these are the people with actual influence. That's where the money goes. I mean, 80, was it $88 trillion in 20 years in Afghanistan alone? I mean that's a lot of money. That's that's insane. Where does that money go? Who's making that money? You know. Um, so and then they mm-hmm. just left all these uh, military tools and cars and everything and weapons behind. 
you know, which are really expensive and they just basically gave it to the Taliban. But, but yeah, who knows? I mean, it's just, you know, it hurts my head to think about even because it's just like, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That was planned. I'm sure it was planned. You're sure it was planned to just retreat like that? Yeah. To leave a lot of that stuff. Yeah. 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 I don't think it was like as, uh, yeah. 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 I think so too. I think, uh, you know, my personal, like, uh, <laughs> aluminum foil hat theory is uh, that this is this is a great strategy and a reason to go back. You know? It's like, uh, okay, how, I mean, it's okay, so, you know, if you put it in a, like, logic, uh, logical, like, argument, it's like, okay, well, people want us to leave Afghanistan because we're wasting taxpayer money and we've been there for 20 years. Okay, so how do we make people happy while still being able to spend money on war? Well, we retreat instantly. We let the Taliban take over in a couple of days. And we leave a lot of weapons. And so they get a lot of power. And then maybe in a year or maybe before that, we go back with a great excuse to kill some terrorists. You know? I mean, it's it's money. it's a conspiracy theory essentially, but I think it's not that not far fetched. Yeah. And the other angle too is like, uh, I mean, it's it's genius, but like messed up at the same time. But a lot of what they used to do, right? And this was released even because it's old enough that they did the guns for drugs. Like, say you have all this, like, you ever heard of this? Guns for drugs. Yeah, the CIA um, plan thing that they did. Let's say, like, you have, like, you know, they keep making new shit all the time, right? That's where all the money's going. New guns, better guns, better cars, yada, yada. And you have all this old stuff, right, that you can't really do anything with. It's, like, outdated for you. Then um, you have all these countries that don't have money, that they have, like, assets, things that could be money, right? Like opium or cocaine. Right. Right. So you trade them the weapons for the raw material and then you sell the raw material to make the money. Right. Makes That's sense. That's where a lot of people think the crack epidemic started was that, you know, the CIA was trying to get rid of all this, you know, mo- essentially money that they just needed to like, right. So they bought a bunch of cocaine, invented crack, put it into communities they didn't like. In order to make more money off of policing as well as selling the thing, right? I think that's uh, could have been a political thing as well. We'll give you these things, but I mean, as far as helicopters and stuff goes, I mean, not really going to be useful in like a year if you don't do maintenance on them all the time. They just kind of explode. Hmm. I know that firsthand. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you need to have really skilled mechanics all the time, otherwise they, uh, yeah, they're not an easy thing to. My favorite fact about helicopters, so funny. They're the most ridiculous thing when you really think about it. But um, I've got a lot of helicopter pilots and mechanics, and uh, they have one, like a, you know, like a Boltman nut. They have a thing that they all call the Jesus nut. And uh, the reason they call it the Jesus nut is because if it comes off, you're going to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the one that holds the rotor on the top, like the actual propeller. Uh... Um, if you don't, torque it right like if you don't put the right amount of weight or not weight in it uh, it'll come off while you're flying and you're just gonna you're just dead for Jeez. sure like no <laughs> chance of survival 
going to Jesus. I mean, right? Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit dark. Basically, but the helicopter is just like, well, dude, if you think about it, right? With, I mean, planes are a little bit different. They have multiple motors, some of them. Uh, but if any one thing goes wrong while you're in the air, you're just dead. Hmm. Any one of the millions of components breaks, you're just toast. <laughs> Especially with helicopters. Hmm. There's a whole fancy way you can get out with helicopters if you're above like 300 feet or something. That's a different. So, but but uh, like you said, you have firsthand experience. Are you what? What's your uh, what's your daily like routine? on the on the job what do you do specifically oh my god we are <laughs> i it is so ridiculous actually but i mean i do all kinds of random shit because that's just what we do the company's still young um and so there's like fires that start and they whoever has hands puts them out or random responsibilities that whoever has them takes them up um so on planes you know, you've been on many a plane. You know how, like, the wing extends? Mm-hmm. And it comes back in, depending on the stage of flight. Um, those are called flaps, right? Okay, yeah, extends. Like, outwards? Yeah, you know how, like, um, when the plane's landing, the wing will, like, get bi- get bigger? Oh, will it? Really? Yeah. Oh. That's what those weird little, like, te- teardrop shapes are on the bottom. Um, huh. Okay. I didn't know that. And they do that, that increases, yeah, yeah, it increases, um, like, the surface area and, like, the length, which increases lift when they need it, um, and then when it retracts when it's cruising, because it doesn't need lift anymore, um, but I build those on our plane, so, I mean, I won't say more than that, but, um. Confidential, <laughs> is it? But, yeah, 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 that's <laughs> the NDA. I can talk about some stuff, yeah, but, um. <laughs> That's cool though. I mean, that's cool to sign an NDA when it's not about sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like not very spicy stuff, but I don't want to get fired. Um, then I build control surfaces. Those are like what helps steer. They like flip up and down. Um, okay. I build a thing that like um, makes them flip up and down. And then I also bond in uh, the windshields, transparencies, or whatever, um, both for the actual plane and then for the test team when they test uh, window strength. Um, run some of the acceptance testing, uh, run the 3D printer and the laser cutter. Wow. I don't know. Troubleshoot stuff. It's like all, you know, things come up, things, whatever. A bunch of random stuff. But Sounds fun. Just adult Legos. Yeah, it's fun. It is fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's always different. I like that. Definitely not what I expected. Yeah, me neither. Everyone I mean... Have their dogs at work. I mean, uh, I never know with you, but, you know, it's... Uh... You're always up to something. I always, <laughs> I know, I always find myself in these weird situations. Keep in mind, I applied at like 300 jobs, and this is the one that was like, "Hey, we like this guy," you know. Huh. So cool. Not so much me as like luck, rolling the dice. Huh. We'll see how it goes. It's turning corporate, so it's gonna get lame pretty quick. But nice. I'm kind of jealous. I want to move to California, and uh... hey, you can do it if you wanted. No, can I? I would have to get a degree or something. I would have to know what I'm doing. Otherwise, I would just be like an ape uh, with a hammer trying to. Uh, no, you never know. It'll be cold. <laughs> Let me know if if uh, if this uh, company needs a uh, dumb Norwegian from Lilyhammer to come and uh, hit some hammers or do some uh, 
some labor and like hit me up and I'll uh, I'll move in a second. I need some uh, adventures after this uh, this almost two years of Corona now. I need something, something to spice it up a bit, you know. <laughs> okay, I mean the stock's public now. Oh, cool. and we're, we're back. back. We're back. <laughs> Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Very good. Very, very good. Excellent. Right. Even. Well, this is. It seems. It sounds better now. Actually. Oh, did you wear yeah, the headset my, my before? Phone is way... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. My my phone is way newer than my iPad. I was on my iPad. Oh. I could see your face better. Uh, <laughs> phone wind up being <laughs> the superior. All right. Well, that's great. Uh, this is way better. So, um, I was gonna say, like, what, what, what's your? Uh, are you, are you basically an airplane mechanic, or? Well, what's your position? So yes, but there's a big like. I mean, technically yes. But also technically now, uh, there's like a really prestigious certification you can get. Um, that would be like a real airplane mechanic. It's called A and P, aircraft and power plant. Um, those are the people who are qualified to work on like passenger planes and nuclear power plants. Basically means like you don't make mistakes because if you do, a lot of people <laughs> are going to die. Um, so I'm not technically that. It takes like two years. Um, in the field or you have to go to school for it. I'll probably get that. Just why not? Um, but no, not technically an A&P, though I am an aircraft mechanic in a way. Aircraft mechanic. Okay. I'm just thinking about like, what should the title of the episode be? So <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm an integration tech. It's more so what, uh, they, people give us stuff and then we integrate it onto the plane. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Fun. Cause a lot of the people who are A&Ps, um, something really cool about the field, I will say, is like uh, people. There are some really, really experienced people doing some wild stuff, and they're like forty to fifty are like the peak when they're just like wizards. And those are a lot of people who have A and P's um, do some crazy stuff. There were a lot of people who have like built, like there was the Virgin Galactic um, takeoff. I knew the guy, uh, my boss, is the guy who like did a lot of the composite work on the actual fuselage cool stories hmm. cool. i'm sure all the coolest stories are like secret but i don't know must be fun and interesting to work with something a little bit secret like that though right yeah it's not it's not a secret anymore necessarily because they released it for the stock open but at the time yeah but it's sad to not be able to talk to people like send pictures hmm Oh yeah, so you can't send pictures from your work? Um, some, but at the same time, I don't know. And mm. gray area. So yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've uh, you've uh, <clears throat> you've been a <clears throat> you've been a bad boy before, so maybe it's time <laughs> to <laughs> time to do it the right way. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, I am lucky. There's like a there's a tech shortage in California for like technicians. So I have a, some kind of job security in that sense. Oh, cool. You know what? Maybe, maybe I can, uh, come this, uh, winter sometime. If you're still there, maybe I'll just come save up some money till 
like January or February or something. Just come and uh, come for a week, something. It'll be fun. Absolutely, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd yeah. be very fun. Jerk off, ride around California, oh, Santa yeah. Cruz. You know yeah, that's what we do, yeah, baby. Yeah. Really close to a lot of other stuff, so. Huh. Yeah, it'll be nice. Get some, like I said, I need some spice. Like, that's one of the reasons for why I started this podcast. I just need something. Like, I just need, like, a project. I need a vacation. I need, like, you know, this whole corona thing made me really, like, reevaluate my life and my choices and just, like, okay, well, my life is so boring if I can't do anything. I mean, this is not, like, a <laughs> controversial thought. I mean, I'm sure, like, all other... Yeah human beings during this pandemic have had the exact same uh thoughts but still it's uh, did something to me man i i realized like that i value experience more than anything else you know oh, absolutely um and all of course like sharing those experiences with people i love like yourself it's uh you know like i said like stonehenge and london and paris and all that it's just like yeah like that's I'm never going to forget that. I'm so glad we did that before this whole thing. So, uh, so I have something to look Weird back. to think, actually. What? Weird to think about what it was like before, you know? We were just in the mix, you know? No worries. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it, you and know, it's church, weird. Just to... getting free wine. Yeah. Champagne on top of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, my God. Living the life. Dude, it's legendary. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that was great. But I'm with you. I mean, and the other thing I've noticed is it's like hard to find people. Um, I don't know how I'd put it. Like, I mean, I always think of it like real people. But that's how my brain thinks of it. But like, you know, people <laughs> to connect with, meet a lot of people. But um, like, you're one of them, definitely. Where it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, that, that's something I've been missing since I've been out here. Like, yeah. Uh, I said, you seem to be really happy because I'm seeing you again. But um i've been i haven't really found anybody like friends and stuff it's sad right. i mean i met friends but like you know real friends or anything yeah yeah so, yeah going places with people doesn't always uh not always as fun as it should be uh, <laughs> but it was in the case of us going to stonehenge i will say i know damn that was fun that was fun just adventures oh my two god two goons out in the town <laughs> remember all those danish girls yelling at me Oh yeah, that's I right. always spoke English. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we met some Danish girls, and uh, that's when I realized too. I didn't know this until that point. You know, I probably should have at at a certain point. You know, there there are they're in Scandinavia, so I do feel like I should know more about them. But you know, they were very fascinated with me speaking Norwegian for some reason, and. Uh, and that has happened to me once more after that. And I just didn't know that that was a thing, you know? So, so yeah, that was interesting. Those were interesting. Didn't get laid, but, you know, it's probably probably for the better. Yeah. So, <laughs> but... Uh, it, I've, heard, I've heard that, um, like, Norwegians, like, uh, you can say this in two different ways, but I've heard, like, Norwegians, like, prettier Danish. Or you could say that... Danish is the ugliest of the Scandinavian languages, which I've heard before, but... Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Maybe that led to the fascination. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, it's interesting about the Danish language is that they just, uh, I mean, it's fun that you know this, but uh, that you said that, but Swedish people and Norwegian people, they can understand each other perfectly, essentially. You know, Mm -hmm. you have some accents and dialects that are a bit different, but essentially they can understand each other and read the same language. But with Danish people and Norwegian, they write like the written language is almost exactly the same. So it's almost hard to separate Norwegian, like a Norwegian book from a Danish book. But the language is completely different. It sounds like they have a potato in their throat when they're talking. I've heard that description exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they actually also have a problem, like a real problem with um, learning the language as kids, as they grow up. It's actually like a real problem. Like they're one of the worst countries in the world when it comes to like learning their language, uh, you know, fully in quotation marks, mm-hmm. like, you know, as kids. Uh, I th- I don't know. Uh, I think it's considered like when you're seven years old in Denmark and it's usually like in other countries, it's around like four, four or five. Then you really know how to talk. Uh, so that's that's interesting. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's fucked up. Danish is fucked up. It's hard to understand, but it's easy to read. <laughs> so, yeah. is that because of like the noises? I've heard they swallow their vowels. Yeah, it's the noises, and it's just uh, it's just uh, yeah, yeah. What would you call it? Vocals or vowels or yeah, vowels maybe. Mm-hmm. It's just like a lot yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the things sound the same. Uh, so it's kind of hard to catch up, but. But yeah, uh, so that's like a running joke in Scandinavia, you know. It's like Danish people are kind of fucked up, but at least they're <laughs> not as fucked up as the Finnish people because they don't, you know. Yeah, they really should not be recognized as a people at all. At least, <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe that, that was a bit extreme, but. <laughs> but I mean, essentially, they're like the the outcast of the Nordic countries, you know. Why is that? Well, they, oh, they, they're so different. They're so different than Norwegian, Swedish, and Danish. Um, they, it's impossible to read uh, their language, and it's impossible to, uh, to understand them. Why, okay. Whereas, you know, if you're Norwegian, Danish, or Swedish, you can essentially understand. You know, you can at least try to understand, but Finnish, you can't really try. And also, Finnish people, like the stereotype of Finnish people is... That they <laughs> that they're very like quiet and introverted, and then when they get something to drink, they're like the loudest, craziest people. Like, get your whole family in the sauna. We're about to have some fun. Like, so 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 they're kind of a weird people. I like the southern, the southern folk of Scandinavia, south. Like the the like Texas in the U.S. Like they're just different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like their own <laughs> country. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. So, but yeah, that was fun, man. I want to do something like that again. I really want to go interrailing with you. I think that would be amazing. Of course, that's something that's on my bucket list. It's high up there. But I also want to go, um, and this might not be that interesting for you, maybe, but I still want to do it at some point. And you'd be the perfect companion, obviously. But uh, going on a road trip, 
through America. Like, let's say oh, from like California to yeah, Mankato, and maybe from Mankato to New York, something, something. You know, just seeing the whole country, seeing Mount Rushmore, Grand Canyon, Route 66, you know, Las Vegas, all the you know the stupid uh, main attractions that your country has to offer. Oh, it's not stupid. Oh, it's not stupid <laughs> at all. I love that kind of stuff. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. I think too. there's like I, yeah. I think it's I think it's so played out when people are like um, uh, I don't know, don't like popular things. I mean, I get it to some extent, but at the same time, I think it's like a um, uh, if you're not like you haven't bought into it, but you're having fun. You know, I think that's that's when it's awesome, right? Mm, mm. Like, uh, it's like going going to church. Like going to church can be really fun. If you're not like getting bought into the whole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly um, what you're saying. That's what I felt when I was there. Yeah. You know, uh, when I yeah, went to church yeah. and, and my kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think a lot of main attractions are like that, like Eiffel Tower. Some people could be like, you know, some French people would be like, oh, the Eiffel Tower is so overrated, blah blah blah. But. Uh, <laughs> And maybe it is, maybe it is, but at the same time, like, why not go and have fun? Of course, it, you know? You just, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the things you have to do, right? I, uh, yeah, exactly. We thought the that's... same, perfect example, we, that's what we thought about Stonehenge. Yeah. And then we got there and we were like, whoa, holy <laughs> fuck, this shit yeah. is awesome, though, Yeah, that's true, that's true. That was actually, there was something, something about that place, Stonehenge. Like, it, there was some energy, I don't know, maybe it was just placebo or something, but there was something that sort of just changed uh yeah changed I, my 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 mentality for a little bit a little bit you know i think about that and bring that up like a lot actually um yeah it's just weird so weird just taking a bus basically through nothingness also to just random nothing around and all of a sudden there's all these like 10 ton 20 ton stones a giant like runway looking thing they flattened I don't know. It's all very uh, outside actors, dude. In my opinion, yeah, it was, not even like that, but it was uh, it was something. There was something there, and everyone was very like, uh, at least as far as I remember, like they were very respectful, you know. And of course, I mean, it's you know, it's it's a it's a. I don't know. Is it one of the seven wonders or eight wonders or whatever? Maybe. I don't think it's worth Yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely up there on the UNESCO cultural uh, and um, heritage list, world heritage, something like that. Yeah, but anyways, but also, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, like, I think people were like respectful even without like trying to be. You know, like when you're at a museum, you just try to be respectful. Don't touch the paintings because they're worth a lot of money. And, you know, there's other people here. But I think, at least for me, the, the way I felt it was just like, of, it just felt like the only way to be when you were at that area. It just felt like the energy surrounding the area of Stonehenge was just like, okay, once you go in here, there's like this invisible bubble where you just like suddenly, okay, I'm going to walk slower now. I'm going to take some deep breaths. I'm just going to take it all in a little bit. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. it just felt very Absolutely. natural to act that way. Yeah. It was very, it's just picturesque, but also, yeah, stunning. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, but I was going to say, um, talking with the people, Stonehenge is, like, not uh, as a fixture, but, like, um, uh, only relatively recently, 
became uh, public knowledge because it was private for a while. I think they said until uh, only after World War II was it like kind of made public. So it's, you know, uh, less than like a hundred years old as far as public knowledge. Huh. Pretty crazy. That's crazy. I didn't, I didn't catch, uh, catch that when we were there, but that's, yeah. uh, oh, well, huh. Yeah. That makes it a bit more special really. And it was just a, it, it was a perfect day too. That was the crazy part. The sun was perfect. The time was perfect. Like started off cloudy and then yeah, opened up. Yeah. Of course we bring the sun Too with us wild. wherever we go. Oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I missed that. I'd be way down forward. My goodness. Wait, did you, did you hear that sound? What? Okay. So I'm just checking because I forgot to do something. I forgot to put my phone on silence. All right. All right. So I'm back. Are you a notification? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I mean, I'm trying here. I'm trying here. You know, it's a steep uh, learning curve. If uh, that's uh, the right way to say, you know, I'm just uh, experimenting like, uh, like I love to do. Um, So the best way. Yeah. The best way. Yeah. But, but yeah, anyways, would be uh, great to go interrailing next year. Um, or road trip, dude, too, in the U.S. I would love to. Yeah, that would be amazing. Especially, I mean, if you have a car or something, that would be, you know, key. But if you don't, of course. We oh, God, I have to have a car. My God. You have a car? Of course I have a car. Yeah, I of course. Do you're American. Car. I live yeah. in the United States. Dude. Yeah, of course. You yeah. have a car. Fucking cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just jealous. I commute to work every day, like 30 minutes. Yeah. Do you like it? What? Commuting? 30-minute drive? Hell no. No? Fuck no. Mm. It sucks, dude. So much traffic, dude. So much traffic in California. My God. can imagine. Like, um, a lot of drives, like, um, going to the Sierras, so, like, the mountains, um, east, uh, California's like a pretty slim state, but it takes about, so it, if you go, if I go at night usually, and then just camp in my car for the morning, um, it's like a three hour drive. Um, but if you do it during the day when there's traffic, it's five and a half hours. So oh. two and a half hours of sitting behind someone else, not moving. Oh. You think about how crazy that is. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not optimal. I, I'll admit that, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, no. I, I'm trying to like figure out a way to like to f- figure out like something positive about sitting in your car commuting. But I guess it's oh, no, not nothing that much. positive. Yeah. I mean, maybe I should listen to your other podcasts. And yeah, yeah, I've got a couple in English, and you can learn Norwegian and uh, <laughs> enjoy the other ones. <laughs> but uh, but okay. yeah, there's uh, there's a couple, there's a couple. You know, it, it's essentially like I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I, I've said this several times before in my other podcasts. It's like I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just like trying to do something, right? Like I said, I need something yeah. to spice up my life somehow, like uh, a project. Yeah, that's the best way to do it, right? Yeah. No uh, prior, no prior ideas for like soil, whatever comes about. You know? Yeah, 
I love it. I love the the free format of just like talking like this. And uh, you know what I've found too is it's because um, I actually started last uh, wait no I actually started in January this year, and then I had like four or five podcasts, and then I had summer break, and then I came back and started it up and try to do it a little bit serious. Um, but essentially, you know, it was because of Corona, because I just like, <laughs> like I said, it's not like I didn't have friends, but my friends were in a different place. They were in Oslo and the people that I knew since I started my first year during Corona at this school. So I didn't really get to know my class. I've barely met people in my mm-hmm. class. You know, I, I only knew, uh, the four or five people that I lived with. Uh, and they're nice, but it's just you know it's <laughs> like like you like yourself, my man. You uh, we are social animals, you know, and we mm-hmm. like to talk to different people and meet new people. So I just decided to oh, yeah. start a podcast and just invite random people that I see on the street uh, at school and just say, "Hey, I don't know you. You want to do a podcast?" Because that's the, although I realize that that is really weird to say it's still makes it more socially acceptable than to just go up to a person and say, Hey, you want to have an honest conversation about life? That's kind right. of fucked Let's up. Shit out of somebody. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the podcast is called, uh, Gud of Varman, which is, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's an old Norwegian, uh, saying or term, which means it literally means everybody, but it's a fancy way of saying it. So if I were to translate it into reasonable English, I would probably call it something like God and the layman, right? So everyone okay. from God to the layman to the normal person, right? Or or, or, mm-hmm. or maybe you could call it like God and every other man or, you know, something like that. Yeah. So every Everybody, every time. Yeah, yeah. Every person, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, God and everyone. Yeah, I am. I am. Think. I think horribly stunted, comparatively, by not having a second language. It would be so much fun to be able to. And if you're gonna go and learn a second language, I really encourage you to learn Norwegian. That would be fun. Really? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not useful. I mean, <laughs> it's not really that useful. I mean, Norway is not gonna like try and take over the world or something like china but uh and you can only talk to about five million people but but you know you know me and we can talk norwegian and uh and also if you decide to move to norway i mean just putting it out there you know you'll be uh pretty set pretty set for life yeah meet a sweet norwegian girl oh yeah i mean heard that story i'm not gonna before. lie though yeah Scandinavian women are just better looking on balance. Yeah. Angels, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. A, I think that's where the idea for where elves came from, dude. Scandinavians, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's uh I mean it's a stereotype, but it's a stereotype for a reason, right? It's uh interesting. I don't know why 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 that is. I mean you know, the the old like <clears throat> obvious explanation, right, is that it was the Vikings, right? So they just went over to... That's why England are known for their 
bad <laughs> or ugly girls, right? Because the Vikings took all the pretty ones, brought them back home, and left all the ugly ones. Uh, and so that's why Scandinavia have good genes, I guess you could say. Um, and also, there's something about, like, you know, I don't know. Um, this whole, like, well, what do Scandinavian people have in common? Well, they're, they're you know, stereotypically, like, when you imagine a Scandinavian person, he's probably, or she probably looks like Elsa, right? She's extremely white, pale, uh, blue-eyed, blonde. Uh, and uh, I don't know. Is that is that like... I mean, for me, that's that's not that attract. I mean, it, there's nothing about that in itself that makes someone attractive. But there's something about that I think that is because it's rare in other parts of the world. Maybe it makes it more attractive. It's just, you don't see it very often. It's right. Very different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Because you like you see like blonde people, but then there's like Scandinavian blonde people, which are like different. You know. Huh. I think I know what you mean, but would you care to elaborate? It's like even fairer. It's like, you know the term like fair, fair with fairness? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to explain it more than that. Um, like, even like you're, to me, you look very Scandinavian, but uh, <laughs> like lighter blonde hair than like I think of blonde hair being. Does that make sense? Right, um, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Bluer blue eyes than I think of blue eyes being. Um, right. More, yeah, I don't know. More extreme white. <laughs> Like, kind of, yeah. Extreme blonde, kind yeah. of, kind of, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can, I can see that. I see what you, what you're saying, and you know, but I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like sometimes, you know, I call myself like a borderline pink albino, you know, because, <laughs> uh, because I'm so white that I'm see through, and because I'm see through, I'm red, because I'm full of blood, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you need it for that, uh, for the sun, for the vitamin D. Yeah, right? that's why. Yeah, it's winter. That's right. That's probably it. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's interesting. It's like uh, you know, I I didn't really think about it before I went to um, <clears throat> for my exchange here in Minnesota, and uh, I just realized like I think it's the of course, this is different from place to place, obviously. It has to be. But, you know, what I noticed was just like the, um, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? The frequency of hot girls. Uh, is that the right word to use? Like the frequency, like the number of hot girls per 10 or per 100 was lower than what I was used to. Uh, but there were hot girls. They were just like, you know, uh, there were fewer of them. Uh, so that's one thing. That's all about biology, essentially, about the genes. But then there was another part that sort of shook me a little bit. And maybe that was the age, because obviously I was a lot younger, and so were my classmates. But I think that uh, people looked at me weird because and and really like questioned me about my looks about my 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 fashion choice because they were kind of like why do you dress nice for school 
That was sort yeah. of the attitude that I got from a lot of people, girls and boys. And I would get this question from girls who would show up to school in a way too big Under Armour sweater, uh, you know, and just like uh, sweatpants and some sneakers. And I was like, well, I'm not really used to seeing that many girls not caring about their their looks, their their how they how they essentially dress themselves, you know. So so maybe those girls would be super hot if they just wore something else. So maybe there was something there as well. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing I, I noticed and uh, think about a lot as well. I don't know what it is. Um, European versus American. I'm not sure um, why that is. Uh, I like dressing. I like dressing uh, nice, fancy. But yeah, then there's a whole different level of like, like cause, uh, yeah. In Europe, it seems normal, right? Like that's the standard. Yeah. Um, but then here, people think you're trying to say something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's some like weird relic of Christian modesty or um, one thing I always think about. Say the people I work with, a lot of them are like really um, talented, really good at what they do. Um, and we're you think of aerospace as like a really kind of like you know like. Um, uh, you expect people in like button ups, slacks, right? Glasses, all that. Um, people I work with, sneakers, uh, tie dye shirts, long hair. Um, but uh, <clears throat> this must be like an American thing, but there's something I heard a lot about, uh, not heard a lot about, but heard about Vietnam and think about. Um, so, like, the better your um, platoon was, or like your squad was at accomplishing missions, goals, whatever it was. Um, the looser the rules were on you, so they would dress more casual because they were um, more highly respected. They had more freedom, hmm. right? But uh, so maybe it's because there's a weird pressure to do it that then people feel more free when they don't do it. But there's not that pressure in Europe. Um, not sure. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's hard to. Uh... Hard to say, really. I mean, I am the type of guy, even in Norway, right? Like, I was, uh, I now work for, like, the radio room where I'm sitting right now, you know, at the school. So, uh, we had this, like, you know, like, introduction week uh, with a lot of um, stands for different uh, organizations and clubs that you can be a part of as a student here. And so, my job was to go around and interview all of them, right? And I wanted to make a big impression and I wanted to make a good impression. So I really, really dressed up like, you know, full suit jacket, just sunglasses look good. And um, and, you know, even people in Norway who, you know, would, you know, they still like they'll wear a nice shirt, nice pants, nice shoes. Like they also obviously care about what they look like. Uh, they would even be like, oh, look at you, huh? Getting dressed up for interviews. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, kind of not really complimentary, but not really mean. Just like, okay, okay, yeah. I see what you're doing here. They know it. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's like yeah. uh, you, you stand out in a in a sort of, yeah, a little bit a, a weird way. Um, and... Um, yeah, I think in Europe, it's just like, uh, seems to be like a 
common sense that fashion and the way you uh, dress yourself is a big part of your identity. It's just assumed. Nonverbal communication. Yeah. And it, it, it's obviously, it should be the same in America. It's just like not as common sense, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my, uh, my mom always used to make fun of us. We dress too well. She's like, you're trying to make a fashion statement, but it's like hostile here. I feel like, and it's not, you don't encounter as much hostility there for yeah. trying to look nice. Um, which is really interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, it's very interesting, but yeah, I've, I've long told people that I love fashion. I love clothes. Um, but because it's a, something we always have to do, we always have to wear and you always are saying something, whether you realize it or not. Yep. Um, that's it. But yeah. It's like, a, it's an avenue for expression and communication that I think a lot of people don't, um, capitalize on or don't notice, don't think about, but if people are looking, you're always saying something, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. And that what, mm-hmm. that's what really shook me when people like started questioning why I like to dress nice, you know, as a high school student. Because like, cause really, I, I should have just like asked them, like, why do you like to dress like trash? You know, yeah. because you're making a statement. You're just making a bad one. Like, you're just yeah. saying like, yeah, I don't care about how I look and you know when you're at at high school or college it's almost like you know those people really in a way I think they think that that's cool to not care about how you look but Mm -hmm. (laughs) once you grow up a little bit you realize like no that's not that cool to not care about who you are and how you uh, address other people and uh, how you dress yourself so, um, so yeah, maybe we're a bit ahead. Maybe I don't know, but well, I mean, people are generally just more different. educated there, also. Just different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, people are also just generally more educated there. I will say, it plays yeah. a part for sure. Because that was something weirdly that my professor, like, um, when I was going to community college, kind of mentioned to me. Um, you know, I like to look nice. Um. But a lot of other people don't, especially not people who turn wrenches, right? Um, so he basically, you know, let me know not to stand out because um, that causes problems. And the <laughs> term they use, I guess, in Australia and New Zealand, it's like tall poppy syndrome, right? The tallest poppy gets cut, so don't stand out. Uh-huh. Okay. Well. Look like everyone would blend in. Hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting so, that you say that because – we have this, uh, it's not really a law, but it's like a cultural law that stands really strong in Norway. And it's called Janteloven, which is, uh, it's basically a name for like a norm. And it was written, I think it was written as a joke a long, long time ago, uh, as like a political, you know, satire or yeah, just just like a joke really. But it, it has been... It's it it is really ingrained in our society today, and what it says is basically, you know, it's almost written like a poem. But it's like, uh, you should not think that you are anyone. You should not think that you are great. You should not think that you uh, you are better than anyone. You should not think that you are worth more than other people. You should not, you know, essentially that's that's the whole poem. And uh, 
So when you stand out with nice clothes or a or a great car, or you, you just bought a great house, something like that, you know, you essentially think that you are worth more or think that you are better than everyone else. And so, so that 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 I think that stings in the population. I think that it's it's still there. It's it's still in the back of of people's minds when when something like that happened or when people stand out in a you know in a in a essentially superior way than to uh, to to other people or just have better things or I'm sure that was or think that they're great I'm sure it's know? like yeah I'm sure it's a relic of like back when people were really wealthy and really bougie fur coach and all that yeah. gold watches and whatnot yeah um it's not as much I mean people are uh the general populace is a lot more comfortable now. So back then, I'm sure there was a lot of people, you know, who were still peasants and some people who were aristocrats and mm. it's kind of a way of <laughs> reducing alienation. But, but yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Maybe also a little bit because we've essentially since, since uh, at least since the Second World War, We've been a socialistic democracy, you know. We're socialists essentially, yeah. uh, and so if you're a socialist, you really shouldn't stand out that much. I mean, if you're a socialist country, you shouldn't really allow people to stand out that much, you know, to have that yeah. much more than other people. And so, so uh, I think it's like a, it's a weird, the weird dichotomy of like differentiation versus normalization, right? You want people to be different, but not too different that they no longer fit. <laughs> With the the mask, which yeah. I, I get, you know, yeah. you got to be like some percentage of normal in order to get along with people still, and so I'm not different, but it's not that you're not uh, the same person. Mm. Yeah, I always think that's weird. I'm I'm really for individual freedoms. Uh, oh, absolutely. And I always yeah, like, well. but you know, I I, I like I've. You know, ever since I turned like 16 or something, I've never been like mad that someone looked nice. <laughs> you know, it's like it's more like uh, jealous or uh, or impressed. It's like, oh, look at this guy. He really cares uh, about the way he looks. Wow, that's that's impressive. You know, he's he's a stand up guy. He's a he cares, and it's not negative to care. You know, so but. Right. But yeah, so so that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean we've been going on for one and a half hours now. We've had no little, kidding. Yeah, it it goes. Time goes flies by, right? When you're doing this. No kidding. Yeah, yeah it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we still have some time. Don't get me wrong, but um. Yeah, let me know. Let me know when it's. Yeah. Wrapping it's, up time. It's uh, essentially I'm the only one. Cause I'm at school now. It's about uh, quarter to ten p.m. Okay. Uh, so the school closes at ten p.m. So, are you there? Uh, yeah. Sorry, I just um. All right. Check yeah. the time on my phone. Yeah. Out, so it's almost one p.m. here. Yeah. All right. Fun. You said nine hours about. So. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I might get kicked out in like 15 minutes if some guard comes by here but we'll see what happens you have guards 
Yeah, there's a guard that like walks around just checking that no one's here, studying after That's school. Funny. <laughs> um, That's funny. Yeah. Um, Lily Hammer. Lily Hammer, baby. I mean, you're welcome to come. All right, <laughs> we're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think I know what happened. It's um it's essentially if you if you connect uh with if if there's more than 3 users or 3 devices on, in the conversation, it will automatically mm-hmm. cut the conversation after 45 minutes. Okay. So I think we when we connected last time it's uh it brought your iPad and your iPhone, something like that. And uh I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're back, baby. We're back. Um, you know, I've been, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I've been thinking about something and uh, or and doing something really um, for quite some time okay. now. And there's not that many people that will give me like a reasonable perspective. Actually, have like a reasonable discussion about this. So, so I just thought that I would air it to you and uh, get some perspective on it. Right. So, have you heard of um, semen retention or like sexual uh, transformation in a way? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, you have. Yeah. So, what do you? What, what's your? Before I continue, what's your uh, first? Uh, what's the first thought that pops into your head when I say semen retention? Like, what do you think about? What do? You, what, what are you associated with? Oh, I mean, you know what I associate with. There's like, there's like a. I get the concept. I mean, it's like, it's all the time. Right. Um, but obviously it's also been like co-opted by like, uh, incels. Right. Or like people like that. But I don't think so many things are like that. My goodness. My favorite emojis even. Um, but yeah, do you want to go on? I mean, I have my own thoughts about it also. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't have really that, uh, much to say, uh, other than I've been on and off this sort of, uh, discipline for a couple of years mm-hmm. on and off you know with various uh, degrees of success um hmm what can i say well what do you think be honest yeah yeah oh i'll be i'll be honest uh, i know no other way um but it's hmm i'm trying to really express how it has changed me. Well, um, it has changed my life in a way where after I started it, I always go back to it. So essentially this means that it has had such an impact on my life that when I am not on this discipline, then I think about it and I feel feel that I'm not you know does that make sense so mm-hmm. either I'm on it or I really know that I should be on it because I see the different sides of me right right yeah so it's kind of yeah, yeah, like yeah. working out like either I'm loving it when I'm working yeah. out because I feel good or if I don't work out I know that I should be working out right does that make mm-hmm. sense yeah so that's oh yeah, yeah. absolutely I had that thought this morning actually I thought about it like I said, um, it's one of those things where it's like, how do I put it? How do I phrase this properly? Well, how I actually think about it. Like, 
just because there's like a, a um, like I said, there's like a controversial group that co-opted it, right? Like I think there's a healthy amount of uh, hesitancy that should be given even for the vaccines, right? To wait for more data and more analysis, right? Um, but does that mean I'm like anti-vax? Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sorry, it's also cutting out a little bit, but, um, but no, uh, for me doing the same thing, there's like a, um, being on it, I guess, like you said, uh, the program or whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, discipline. Yeah. It's like a certain like vitality that you get. I don't know a better way to explain it, but yeah, like a different, I act differently and probably more like I would want to, um, very strange. Yeah, and uh, it's, um, it's yeah. So it's like a hormonal thing, I'm sure. I'm sure it's like a hormonal thing or something, right? Um, but no, yeah, I kind of have like a uh, my mind blown trying it. How it's long? Interesting, uh, right? I mean, it's like even how long did you go, and and how how did you? I mean, did you do it like? Um, did you do it uh, without sex, even like without nothing? Like really semen retention, yeah. not just like no fat, like you said with incels and everything. Yeah. Like, but really like just yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I've long thought, um, uh, but it's not against not against the people, but um, for my own self, like uh, ladies are a huge distraction for myself personally, <laughs> and are generally not good, as you can tell from my me getting fired. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, very uh, almost something I never think about costing me like a huge like opportunity. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if it's like a testosterone thing or if it's like some other hormone or well, it's brain. actually I don't know. They but, did a they did a sorry to interrupt you, but they you know talking about testosterone oh, no worries, no worries. is um, they there was this like Chinese I mean these things are very hard to do real research with right because everyone loves to come so so it's hard to like have a control group and like you know all those things but um, but yeah essentially uh, there was a Chinese uh, study that was done on this and after between 7 and 10 days for all participants they had a hundred and was it 147, 146 percent increase in their testosterone levels, which is insane, right? Talking about yeah. hormones oh, yeah. and testosterone. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really like getting another engine, you know, if you can increase yeah. your testosterone that much. And uh, but that was that was just between seven and ten days, um, and after that. 10 days essentially all the testosterone levels went back to normal but that's just modern science right i mean if you look at um wait was that did the study ended or yeah yeah this that was the result of the study essentially like oh so they went back to they went back to their old ways and <laughs> well it's very hard to keep people from not coming for oh. more than 10 days i mean people i have, i've never made it i've never made it that long oh, my god <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, man. It's, uh, you know, people don't like to talk about it. It also becomes really frustrating. Yeah, exactly. It also becomes particularly frustrating. It's, it's, but it's, you know, but if, you know, what I've noticed is like, if I can just sit in that moment, just like to be frustrated, 
right sexually frustrated mm-hmm. just sit there and just like i'm sexually frustrated and just just you know really just know that i am frustrated it's mm-hmm. an intense wave of energy just coming all over me just it's just like it's so much energy um that i really don't know what to do with it that's what creates the frustration it's just like i have this mm-hmm. i have so much energy and i don't know what to do with it and i just want to come <laughs> but yeah but, right yeah so it's actually sexual transmutation right is 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 like um trying to well it's not trying it is uh transforming this energy this frustration that you have um into something else right i actually have a a lot to say about that i will say funny enough all right there's a psychological term for that i don't know if you've learned it yet no no i sent i think i might have sent this to you a while ago but Obviously, you're a busy man. Um, it's a Freudian term, which uh, uh, you know has its own. I don't think he was pioneer. Man did a lot. Some of the things good, some things bad. People yeah. are too harsh, but um, the term he used is sublimation. So it's called. He says oh, like sublimation yeah, yeah, yeah. is like yeah. dry, dry ice turning to gas. So it's um, transforming because it's switching a stage. But in, in psychology, it's you take a an emotion or an energy that's not socially acceptable, and you. Um, channel it into something that is socially acceptable my favorite example is pablo picasso quote um art is sex right and i don't think that's true of everybody but i think for him personally that that was his um channel channeling of that energy right 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 and there's a lot of stories like that uh and by the way i i did know the term uh just so just to put it out there for people listening yeah 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 yeah. i know i I saw you i saw you get it (laughs) When I, when I explained, yeah. you were like, ah. Yeah, yeah, now I understand it. Uh, at, at, but the thing about Pablo Picasso and, and all these other people, not just like, uh, you know, Buddhists or I- Indian gurus or people like that, but really like um, athletes and inventors. I mean, you know, the, uh, Muhammad Ali's coach, he said, the, he's quoted saying this, that... Um, you should always bet on Muhammad Ali. And the only reason for that is that he is able to control his sexual energy. You know, and if, if Muhammad Ali's coach said that, that's, that's, that's a pretty interesting quote. And, uh, you know, it's, it's also like routine for professional boxers to not have sex or to come for, you know, four to six weeks before a fight. Because then they will need all that energy. And uh, there's a lot of examples like this. I don't know if it was Freud or Jung uh, who said something like when semen is uh, going back to a man's blood is something uh, is one of the most powerful feelings a man can feel. And there's Mm. so many quotes like this. Like Mike Tyson, for instance, like he went without sex or jerking off for five years early in his career. And he was the youngest heavyweight champion ever. His energy was animalistic, right? It was extreme. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it all went to hell. He started banging hookers, doing cocaine, essentially just fucked up his career. I don't know how much of it is like the, I think a lot of it, it's a lot more psychological. 
yeah, than yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, like actual physical, because like, um, like they, I heard this a long time ago too, right? Um, when you're hungry, uh, you get a lot smarter. I mean, comparatively, right? Um, but it's because like you know, uh, you have a problem, and the problem is that you don't have food. So your brain's like, oh, I got to do something. Necessity. Right? I actually have to like wake up. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas when you eat, your brain's like, well, you know, we're just mammals, right? Yeah. We have a lot of other things tacked on, but, um, so you're, you know, uh, same thing with, you know, um, we want food and we want sex, right? And so uh, if you're not getting those are problems and then you have to like actually, your body actually has to do something, Yeah. right? But when you're getting it, your body thinks like, well, we made it, right? Yeah. We're not dying of hunger and we're reproducing. So we don't really have to change, uh, but when you um, simulate a state where that's not the case, then, you know, your body, like, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's evolution. It's like your body. It, it, mm-hmm. But it's also important to, to just know that there is a separation between body and mind here because your mind is going like, well, you can essentially control your mind a little bit when it comes to this. You can just say, well, I'm not going to watch porn now, so I'm going to not think about that or like I'm not going to have sex now so I'm just going to go and do something else but your body is still going to be like wait a minute I have a lot of sperm and I would really love for you to release this into a woman right now and make a baby mm-hmm. um, so I think your body I you know you're talking about the psychological aspect of it but I think your body really makes some drastic changes in order to like you said you know when it comes to like necessity that's when things happen and uh I think your body like your skin changes I think uh I think you get more confidence I think you get more energy and I think all these things right they are a part of making a mate more attractive so mm-hmm. your body exactly, yeah. is really just working all engines trying to make you more attractive to a potential mate for you to increase your chances of reproducing. So essentially, mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm on day 29 now and tomorrow will be day 30, which is a great milestone for me, obviously. But, you know, I am questioning this discipline all the time on a daily basis, you know. It's not like I'm locked on this for the rest of my life, but it's it's a nice experiment. Um, Why not, right? Yeah, and I, I, you Why know not? the the major. I just want to say this: that the major, the absolute biggest, biggest benefit is that everything else is easy. You know, it's very easy for me not to eat mm-hmm. candy, which is usually hard. Uh, I have a lot of energy, so it's very. I want to work out every day because I want to get rid of this energy and I usually don't want to do that. And, uh, yeah, everything else is easy, um, compared to that. So it makes all other disciplines that I want to implement and have implemented in my life easy. Um, and it makes them, I think there's also this like slow, Let's say it's a like a slow burn, like this orgasm that I'm not releasing is sort of making everything else more pleasurable. Mm-hmm. So it's like a slow orgasm all the time, really, really soft, slow orgasm all the time instead of like a super, super orgasm like once a day or whatever. And uh, that's not so bad when it comes to like quality of life. 
it's more steady. It makes it more sustainable in a way. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be the same when I uh, finally quit nicotine as well. Because <laughs> yeah. like I said, I mean, it's like, it's a, it's a dopamine thing, yeah, you know, like exactly. your brains. Yeah. Um, if you give the reward first, then you don't get the, you know what I'm saying? Like if you want a monkey to solve a problem, you don't give it the banana and tell it to solve the problem. It's just going to be like, why would I solve the problem when I have the banana? Right, right. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And this is a big problem. I mean, I, I put on, we, we've all learned, uh, a lot of people have learned the benefits of fasting as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's similar, just in a different, uh, a different sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I thought about that this morning and you bring it up and now I'm like, well, no, I have to try. I have not have to do it. I have to be disciplined. <laughs> My least favorite thing. I think you are disciplined, but you you have your own way of doing things, which I love, by the way. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you're 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 a bit freer than that, but <laughs> but yeah, I'm not. I don't consider myself disciplined. I I really like that's that's uh, a part of the reasons for why I do this. I want to see like, can I be disciplined? Like, what what would the benefits be if I if I am disciplined? You know. So well, I mean, what's the cost? There's like no cost, right? Well, it's just orgasm. <laughs> That's the cost. Which is essentially, which is essentially nothing, though, right? You know. Oh, it feels good. It, it's one of the best feelings in the world, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that the whole? Point? Yeah, I mean, you can go and do heroin if you don't, right? <laughs> you wanted that. Yeah, you that's know? right. We all know it's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. It was just about the feeling. Quit jerking off. Do some heroin instead. That's discipline for you. Oh God, dude. <laughs> Bingo. It'll get you to work right quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, you know, it's it's interesting. It's interesting that you, you know this as well because most people that I've told, they're just like, wow, that's, you're weird. Like, that's usually the reaction I get, you know? Uh, and I understand that in a yeah, way, yeah. but. But uh, I think there's something there, man. I think all these gurus, all these Buddhas and, uh, you know, these, uh, you know, it's essentially in, in all religion, right? I mean, it's it's sort of uh, exaggerated. I think in Christianity, it's like if you jerk off, you go blind, which I think is more of a metaphor, really. Yeah. Um, and it's in all these religions, right? And I don't think that's random. And all these, you know boxers athletes tesla as well nikola tesla you know he's quoted several times saying that saying something similar to what you said earlier like that uh for him like getting married or or women was a big distraction um because like objectively you don't really get anything i mean subjectively yes but you know you know what i'm saying yeah 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 it's like, uh, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's not that political correct to call women a drug, but you know, the, the, their company is essentially a drug, right? Like, yeah, I'm sure they feel the same way. It's yeah, about men. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. You know, objectify me as much as you like. That's <laughs> I don't mind. Um, but um, yeah, I think there's there. I think there's something there um, for sure. But yeah, he he also. I mean, just just boost. Yes. Yeah, no, no, sorry. Oh no. Oh, I was just gonna say. I mean, like, even just 
the boost testosterone is like a pretty functional, right? I mean, there's all kinds of benefits uh, that come from it as far as uh, health and vitality and even muscle building, bone density. Um, so people lose steroids, right? No. Uh, increasing muscle mass. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Always hard to say things about uh, things that are subjective. But I agree. I think there's something there. I wish there wasn't, right? But Yeah. It'd be a lot easier. But there is also something about, uh, you know, I might be wrong, but I think the, obviously, you know, there's enough energy to create mm -hmm. a baby. I think there's something there. And I think, um, you know, essentially just like common sense, right? I mean, there's enough energy to create, to create a baby, to create life. And just mm -hmm. common sense, you know, you would think that, well, if this is produced in your body, it must take a lot of energy for your body to produce this amount of concentrated energy. I mean, it can't just like produce it like without using your own body's energy. So, and I also think I read somewhere that it takes about 70 days or something for like a complete, um, <laughs> what should we call it? Like a refill? <laughs> So, and that's also pretty extreme. If that is huh. true, if if my research is correct, then then that is true, and that's why, you know, like you said, these incels and nofap communities, right? They usually say that it takes mm -hmm. ninety days for a complete reboot. Oh God! Uh, which is a long time, and it, which is one of the reasons for why people don't do it as well, right? It's because who wants to mm -hmm. go, you know, ninety days without coming? Like that's inhumane that's like superhuman you know <laughs> so like because there, there aren't that many things in life that brings you joy right i mean you work a normal yeah. day and you eat dinner and like you have to have something that will make your life uh good you know and the sex and coming is one of those things um oh yeah and it's just it's free too so so that's why yeah, that's one of the reasons for why it's hard to do like real research on this because it's hard to find like a control group and force them not to come for ninety days. Yeah, which is also the hard part about also the hard part of implementing it, right? Is that uh, it's hard to find a reason not to. Yeah, like, exactly. Jerk off or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Then naturally, the vice part of the brain is like, well, why not? For me, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I'm right there with you. Yeah. I'm questioning my whole discipline and existence on a daily basis. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you just gotta study it uh, experientially, personally. Yeah. yeah. At that point. Thinking about. So I guess I will. I will even say. I mean, even noticing, like, uh, if I did want a relationship or something, right? Like, um, and I wanted to make all the right moves. Um, when I have like. Uh, had restraint, <laughs> then I end up making the right moves, you know, thinking the right things, saying the right things. Um, so even if that was the goal, right, that would be the way to do it. Because yeah. um, I also see it as like, you know, yeah, you know, there's a, in a relationship context, there's a certain amount of like uh, tension that needs to build or like excitement or whatever. And if you vent that, um, that kind of kills the, the spice of the whole thing. Yeah. So there's there's that in that aspect as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But then otherwise you can you can uh sublimate that energy into whatever it is that you want to succeed at. Right. Um, I've noticed that uh, directly. That's that that's what's fascinating for me. It's like the what if part. Like what if I actually could go ninety days without coming? Like I wonder if my body would just like work for me instead of against me in a way. And that my say this podcast for instance, like my creative projects or my me studying would be just way more efficient. Like my body would just be like and my mind too would just be like, Okay, well, we have a lot of excess energy here and we have to use that somehow and we know we're not gonna fuck tonight. So we're gonna mm-hmm. have to put all of our effort and energy into this. Just subconsciously. Not like me thinking that. Yeah. But just like my body and mind is like, well, we have to get this person <laughs> laid. So we better succeed at this project or we better make the best out of this subconsciously. Mm-hmm. I think there's something there as well. I don't know. I'm, I, you know, I'm talking out of my ass, but I am talking from a point of, uh, from a point of experience and, and, um, in a way. So, so I'm curious. I'm curious. I also think another weird uh, aspect of this, uh, I will say is like, um, in a lot of like long-term relationships, right. Um, you hear like the frequency at which people like have sex or whatever, and it's it uh, becomes more and more limited. Um, but then they also like do considerably better, uh, like uh, whatever from a lot of people. I've never been in, like a long, long-term relationship like that, but you know, probably have sex like once a week, or once every two weeks. But then naturally, right, that would lead to uh, the seven to ten days, like you were talking about. Yeah, um, exactly. So almost. Kind of like a natural thing. And, you know, a lot of people tend to do better professionally in long-term relationships. Yeah. Uh, maybe not tend to, but the ideal anyway. So. Yeah. Maybe there is something. I think you're onto something. I think there is. Yeah. yeah. It's just interesting because it's like you know, who talks about this other than religious people and uh, you know different modern gurus. It's like people mm-hmm. don't really want to believe this even. I mean, women women don't Born, give a dude. fuck, Born. really. Because like, women, like, they don't have this accumulation of energy potential. Like, they can't do anything with it. So women are out of the picture. And then men, essentially, and, you know, especially in this time and age where you have free online porn, full HD in your pocket, wherever you go. And not only that, right, you know, porn is a whole different, you know, area of uh, of semen retention. It's just like, you know, it's not good for your brain. It's not good for anything, really. Um, but we also have, in this day and age, we grow up with this. All all young boys grow <laughs> up with this, right? They just, they just have access to this at a very, very, very early age. And, uh, well, there's a lot of addictive qualities to that as well. But that's a whole different subject for another time. But uh, I think that really changes also your perspective on, uh, yeah, on, 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 on women, first and foremost, but also just on orgasms uh, in mm-hmm. general, you know. It's like it's not and that fantasy. big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's very, very interesting, I will say. Yeah. So we're kind of like the first generation to have that. Yeah, um, yeah. And we know it's not or good. one of them. All research like, oh, yeah. points to this is not good, you know, and, and there's a reason it's a billion-dollar industry, and it really changed. Yeah. Changing our, social media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just dopamine machines out of this world. Instant gratification. Yeah. I mean, dating apps, all that. Yeah. Take all the... Um, slow burn like you were talking about out of everything yeah yeah turns it into like a explosion all at once <laughs> yeah. um, that's not a good thing right? it's very bad for your brain it really destroys mm -hmm. your dopamine receptors and this means that other things that usually will bring a human joy will not bring you joy anymore no surprise romance is dead in the modern age <laughs> right right essentially the people suffering are the women maybe Maybe. I think everyone is equal. I think everyone is suffering. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, there aren't that many <laughs> men anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like real men. Like, you know, I'm really talking as a <laughs> representative of the of the NoFap community, I feel like now. But this is, this is not really who I am. It's not really a big part of my identity. But it's something that I'm very curious about. And uh, all signs point to that there is something, something in the water here. There is something that yeah. is hard to explain that we just know is very beneficial. Yeah. So. Hey, I mean, I'll give it a shot again after. I mean, it's just really funny. I, it's funny, in my opinion. Because I, I will say, like, it's too funny. I was having all these crazy-ass things last night. Um, I had a bunch of alarms set, too, you know, so I was, like, trying to make sure I got up on time. Historically, I'm not the best at that. Um, <laughs> I kept waking up and going back to my dreams. I had all these crazy-ass dreams. Um, and I woke up and I was like, you know, you know how it is when you wake up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and in my brain, I was like, I was like, I was like, this is not it, dude. This is not the the move. And I was like, it was like that outside voice. And I was like, what? Uh, and I thought about it and I was like, hmm. Then we have this this conversation. I'm like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> so but like I said, as a uh, yeah, honestly. Or whatever. Uh, I'm not the most disciplined, but maybe I'll work on it. Well, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting experiment, but that's pretty much it. Um, no cost. Yeah. Well, essentially, I think we're pretty much done. I mean, I'd love to talk to you more. I mean, you're always invited to come oh, on, of course. Uh, oh, anytime you want me. I'll, I'll look into getting a microphone and everything. Yeah, we, like can, a, uh, we can make shit happen. Get a little set up. Yeah. Absolutely. This is fun. Very fun. It is fun, right? I, I always ask, uh, started this like routine of ending the podcast with um, asking uh, people like, uh, how do they, because it's usually people's first time podcasting, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, I invite random people who aren't famous. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. But what do you think? I mean, it's been two hours. It's gone by pretty fast, I'm assuming you feel. And uh, what do you think? Oh, what, yeah. what what was the experience like? I don't know. I mean, it was just, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, and thinking about what was it like, I don't know. So I don't have to digest, but I mean, it just felt natural, easy, uh, good conversation. Yeah. Um, talking about things, especially with you, like I said, a real one um, that normally you wouldn't talk about with normal people, which is nice. Um, that's the kind of conversations people need to have. But 
uh, especially in the modern age, there's a lot of really complex uh, conversations. And a lot of people don't know each other uh, as well as, you know, same thing we said, like, uh, they used to. People used to know each other a lot better, I think. Maybe that's not true, but... I think the same, yeah. Yeah, but no, it was good. I mean, very fun. Very fun. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you say that. It's, uh... I'm you really... Keep it up. Keep it up. I'm sure it'll only get better. Yeah, I, I you know, I'm, I'm getting good feedback from people, uh, getting screenshots of people listening, so it's fun, man. It's fun. I... <laughs> I love it, and I love it exactly for the same reasons that you just said. It's uh, the real conversations. It's uh, with a mic in front of you, or at least, you know, just knowing that it will be recorded. Mm -hmm. It makes the conversation more focused and more real. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, I feel like you real, you sort of set your mind to, to, uh, to uh, just be focused on a conversation, not really checking your phone or like checking other things or you, you sort of have to be engaged in the conversation. And that's what I love about it. Um, yeah. And people can't run away either. Yeah. From hard questions. Either, yeah. Because it's recorded. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of weirdly like a, an invisible mediator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. In a way, yeah. It's great. I love it. And actually, I gotta. What I love too is, I mean, I love talking to you. Obviously, I love talking to people I know. But you know, yesterday I got a phone call from this uh, random dude I I shared a cab with a couple of weeks ago, and he just said, uh, "Yeah, I wanna." And I was drunk, so I didn't remember inviting him even. But he just called me Perfect. in the middle of the night and just said, "Like, yeah, I wanna come and do the podcast." And I said, "Oh, yeah, who are you?" He said, "Oh yeah, I'm the military guy that paid for your cab, blah blah blah." I said, "Oh, oh yeah, that's that's great, that's great." And uh, so, so it's just meeting new people too, and having an honest conversation about life. That's what I love about it, and oh, yeah. uh, that's my motivation to keep on doing it. Yeah. Please, please keep doing it. Yeah. More English, though. <laughs> you can. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I actually. I I feel like I have to take some more English guests and uh, and you're my third one uh, who speaks English so this will be uh, be the third out of twelve so there's there's about twenty five percent English one. yeah yeah so uh, so yeah and if you know anyone like just send them my number or send them my Facebook profile or something and I'll talk to them you know like I said I'll talk to okay. anyone anytime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So before the guard gets here, it's we're about like thirty minutes <laughs> almost uh after closing time here. So um so man, it was good seeing you. I, I really miss you as well, uh, my being with you and uh doing uh, going on adventures with you. Uh I think about it pretty often, more often than I should really. But um but Not yeah, true. it's great, great seeing you and uh I hope I'll see you again road in person. Road trip or interrail soon. Absolutely. Road trip or interrail soon. Yes. Next well, summer as soon for as, sure. As soon as it's like, yes, yes, yes. yes exactly. Yeah, yeah. So save up your money because we're coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. All right, man. Well, I'm going to hit end call here and uh, I wish you all the best. And I'm so happy that you're uh, settled in California and uh, got a great job mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. 
Thank you so much. Yeah. Absolute pleasure talking to you, my guy. Oh my god. Alright, before we start jerking each other off here, we have to <laughs> We have to say <laughs> goodbye, right, right. man. Alright. See you, brother. Bye bye. See ya.